Hey, welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and today I'm digging into the archives. Well, I actually just kind of came across this post, and I thought, huh, I should talk about this a little bit more because some of my perception and perspective has changed on this topic. And here's the question I asked, I think back in 2012, maybe 2013. Should you close your launch? Now, you might be thinking, well, of course you should close your launch. You should have a closing day. But you don't actually have to close your launch ever. So many of you who haven't launched before might not have thought about that. Or maybe you have. Maybe you're just assuming once you open your shop, it's open. Everything will be available forever and ever and ever. But then there are some other people who are like, no, I only want to open and close this product or this program or make this available once a year, maybe for a specific period of time. And either way, there are some pluses and minuses to both. So if you're planning your launch, maybe you're in the middle of one right now, you probably do have some dates listed out or planned that you consider set in stone. And one of those dates might be your close date. So that date that you stop offering your product for sale, either forever or until new inventory comes in or until um, there are different ways that you can call your launch close. So there is another option, like I said, that you may want to consider, which is not closing. In fact, it could be you open on a specific date and then you never publish or release a close date because you really never close. So the question is, how do you figure out what's going to be right for your launch? And the benefits of having a hard close date for your launch are pretty simple and uh, you know, and I actually feel like it's a personal choice for your business. It's a business choice you make, whatever's right for you. But the main overall thing that I see as a benefit to closing your date, closing your launch uh, with a specific date is scarcity. Because when something is going away, it pushes people to make their buying decision faster. Um, but some other underlying reasons why you might want to have a hard close date to help people going through, let's say if you have an online course or a coaching program or even a challenge or whatever it is you're doing, it's sometimes cool to have that, whatever that thing is, help you form a sense of community. Because as I've, I've talked about over this last year a lot, building that community is really what's going to get you to uh, grow your business really. It's going to help you grow your business is when people are bonded together, talking about your product together, talking about what they need in your product. It gives you a space to not only improve, make improvements, but deliver it to them and then thus bonding them together even more. And also when people go through, let's say a course together, it's easier to create that community because they're having a shared experience together. Another re benefit to having that hard close date would be helping you with some overall just general housekeeping for a program. You know, that way if you have affiliates, you can pay them out all at the same time. Your refund periods kind of close together. So you're not doing that. You're not being a bill collector and you're not being a payment house or a payroll company, especially if that's not your job. So or if that's not your business, rather. So it helps with all that operational stuff regarding a program. Um, it also, like like I said, with the scarcity, it encourages people to buy when you want them to. 
So when you want them to, also you want to get them into that mentality. And I, I still believe this, that maybe there, this is more, this something special about this time and something that encourages them to buy it at this time. So this launch and event mentality, I've called it, you know, people will look forward to your program if they know it's only coming like once a year or twice a year and people kind of start to plan on that. And even if it's not a paid launch, people can actually start looking forward to it. I'm thinking of the 30-day challenge that the Simple Green Smoothies ladies do. That is something that they publicly say, hey, we're going to, we're going to do this. When's the next, they always publish their dates. Like, when are we doing this the next time? So I think that gives people something to count on. It builds that trust for you. And, um, it, it just, and it, of course, also it allows you to have those hard open and closes, those bursts of work for yourself and your team so that you're not constantly in that mode of updating, iteration, and and testing. But those things are not necessarily a bad place to be because the amount of work that goes into a big public launch that has a big open and has a big close, well, that's way different than what you do and how you run, how you work on a day-to-day basis when you're not closing your launch. You might have a lot of work building up to that, but then you can space out those improvements over time. Those can, those improvements then can become part of your testing, part of your sharing with the actual already, you know, enrolled people or customers that are actually already there. But so we've all been kind of told this same marketing strategy that says build anticipation, make people feel the scarcity and, oh no, I better get this before it's gone and deliver it and then, or close it and then deliver it. This is a great option if you don't want a lot of ongoing housekeeping. If you want to open, you know, have a big burst of work and then close. That's when you want to do this hard close date. And, And I actually think that even though as a smaller business, you can have those open and close dates that are Hard and fast, people know when they're coming, you don't do them all year long. I think those can be done by smaller teams or one, or solopreneurs. I think they work the best when you do have a team, when you do have things built out a little bit more, and you do have more people on your team and in your corner to help you make it happen. And it, it's also better, it works better when you have those systems in place, like your affiliate program, like you have, you have your, customer sequences already fleshed out and working. You have time and you have the resources. So so I do think that is important. And I also think having a hard close date is important the first time out. I feel like the first few times you do something and you offer something, it's good to have an open and close because then that helps you make improvements. It helps you really get to know your customers and it helps you have the space to close the doors, go make those improvements, and then get back out there. But it's not the only way. So why would you not close a launch? And what are the benefits of not closing launch? Well, let's go through the benefits first. Um, people don't feel pressured. You'll get ongoing sales in theory instead of just a surge at that specific time of the launch. People will focus on your open date and when they can start as opposed to that close date. And you focus on anticipation for that start date rather than the close date. 
I do love um, those challenges that you know are going to keep happening and and that you can keep signing up for. And the, actually, I'll, I'll go into that at the end because I just realized my ideal situation is actually not one or the other. Um, so anyway, so another benefit to not closing the launch is that people will focus on your open date and that is huge because then you can still do all of that normal launchy launch stuff to build up to it, but you don't have to keep doing it. You get to keep adding people to your customer list. You don't have to turn down sales after you close. And actually, I would, I would as a sidebar, if someone wants to buy your $1,000 program that you generally only purchase, only offer once a year, you can make that call. You can make that call to either invite them in or not. It really depends on your community, on the program itself. Are they going to be going through it themselves, by themselves? Um, so that's something you get to choose on your own anyways. Also, the bigger launches tend to burn people out with a launch message. because. But if you have this ongoing launch, an ongoing open, an ongoing availability, you basically allow yourself to use your content your normal marketing channels, and just sharing what you do and then just slipping in the message about whatever that offer is on a regular basis. But you're not doing it in the same way that you would if you have a hard close date with, oh, is this product right for you? Oh, we're closing tonight. We're closing tomorrow. We're closing next week. That's it. It's almost time. You know, those kinds of messages do burn certain types of people out. And even I know there was a recent launch and I won't talk about that entrepreneur and who they were. But honestly, I should not have been on their list because I would, I should have remembered that the reason I opted in to watch their launch was simply to kind of see what they were doing. And I, it was my curiosity was, was getting to me. So yesterday I received, or maybe even like earlier this week, I received an email that said, that said something like, why would you want to join this? And the tone of these emails were just driving me insane. So after I had known that there were webinars and free calls and all that, I actually thought it was over. I didn't, I didn't expect any more stuff from this person. So now I'm burned out on their launch, but that's me and my experience at their launch. Not everybody who's going through and reading your launch emails and seeing your launch content, not all of them are going to be annoyed. And, you know, know that. But some people will be like, yeah, I thought you were already closed. Can you close already? <laughs> so so get to know what your audience wants. Get to know what they like. Um, do they want what you have to offer more often? Is there a way you can give that to them on a regular basis? Um, one thing I didn't mention about the hard close date is in addition, and this, I feel like you can, you can do this with either a close, like a non-closing launch or a hard close date. You can offer a bonus either way. Um, it's just easier to say, Hey, this bonus is going away because for that close, the real close date. Because there's an actual time when the product is no longer going to be available. So scarcity works a lot better in those cases. However, you can still offer a bonus, something special, but you may need to reword or re-present the how long it's going to be available. And 
I have also talked about this idea of fake scarcity, and I don't think you need to do that, but you can say it's not going to be available for long. You don't have to say, you don't take advantage of it this week and that's it, but you can definitely reword it and make sure people know that it's not going to be available forever. And if if you have a specific opt-in that's driving people to your product, I think a great way to add scarcity without making some sort of fake date or fake time frame is to say, is to basically always lead them to that special. And then after the special, you know, if they find the page or they remember and they go back to their emails and they try to buy it, they're going to think, oh, cool, I got to get this special still, even though it passed the time that I was doing this little email sequence. Um, you know, but a lot of people don't even do that. You know, a lot of people just delete their emails, which I'm always surprised at that because I have so many emails in my inbox that I just file, but my husband deletes them all. Like he doesn't keep anything. He doesn't archive. He he doesn't folder anything. So not everybody's going to keep those old emails from you. You know, they might restart the sequence if they want to, but don't worry about that. That's why I say don't don't put those hard and fast dates if you're not if that special is going to be available to other people as they go through the launch process on their own. Um, that's the other thing that that's actually really important to me- mention about not closing your launch is it allows you to 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 have like a very steady workflow. So you can decide to run a series of Facebook ads every month to something. And in theory, you're, you're launching, but you're launching to new people. And I would just be aware of who you're launching to, what channels you're launching to. You can always send people back to whatever you want from your blog posts. You are going to need to then be thinking in every single piece of content, oh, okay, how do I get people back to that product? Um, and you will have to do things like, Letting people know if there are updates, uh, letting, letting people who don't have your product know when you have an update. That gives you a reason to announce the product again. So look for creative ways to still be talking about the product or what the product solves or the product gives to people or what people get as a result of their product. And then, and, and that's how you kind of fight the whole not closing the launch thing. But I actually feel like there's a lot of different ways. And I can do an episode on that if you guys are interested, like different ways to keep a product open and just open and have an ongoing available product. Um, now, not closing on a set date can also mean a few different things. It, it could mean that you're going to keep the sales open indefinitely. And it could mean that you are closing it, but just not announcing it. Uh, I have a good friend who did that very thing. And I know she did because I was on the customer or the launch list. I didn't get an email that it was closing, but she closed it because she had enough people in the program and she just knew that those are the people she wanted to take through the program and not do any more enrollment. So not closing can work in your favor though, if you don't get enough sales or you have a small list. So those of you out there who have a small list, you might, um, you might even trigger people thinking they have missed out. You'll get emails that say like, did you close yet? Can I still get into the program? Can I still sign up? Sometimes that happens. Um, I tend to not like just keeping like, 
I like to be really clear that something is either closed or open. And I had this idea myself on the last round of fearless launching, like, do I want to just keep it open and let people just buy the foundation level? And then I realized, A, I want to get the community gelled. I want people to get to know each other during that first week when they have that first overview content. And I don't want any latecomers who feel left out because that's what would happen. So I closed the doors. I closed the doors when I said I was. I had an opportunity with, with people who do email me to open again. I could have opened again, even for a short period of time. But again, that's not kind of my style. So I only reached out to some individuals who had been trying to purchase for whatever reason they weren't able to and got them in at the last minute. But I didn't open it again. So I think that if you're going to close it, close it, put up that interest page. But if you're not going to close it, um, then keep it open and let, and you don't have to let people know. You can say the next, the next session starts here and, or, or make people know, let people know what those additional sessions are going to be throughout the year that they can join in. Um, you know, I feel like you, you need to, yes, focus on that open date, but if you're going to close, tell people you're going to close. And that's what I did. So how do you decide? Should you close or not close? And to be honest, I, (laughs) this is so funny. I'm reading like the post and it says, I love it when people ask me to tell them what to do. And, but the truth is, in this case, I can't tell you what to do because either of these options can work if you've got the right systems, if you've got the right mindset around it, if you know why you're doing it. And it, and also it depends on your audience because their buying habits might lead you to, to realize that, Hey, they're going to want this at different times of the year. Why am I only offering it once? Or why am I only doing this why am I offering it all year if nobody's buying? That's like driving down the ability for me to have some scarcity when I do open. So it just depends on how they like to, how your peeps like to consume content. If they're part of your industry or your service, are they a service based business? What kind of business are they? What kind of business are you? You just need to ask your, ask your people what they want. And you know what's funny is that earlier this year, and I'm just sharing some behind the scenes stuff, and you know, I dropped the ball. I'm just like everybody else. And and earlier this year, I asked people if they wanted a self-study version, and they did. And I have yet to offer that. But I just want to give you the leak first, and that that I am not going back on my kind of my my promise to myself and you that I want to give you what you need and want when you need it. So the self-study version of Fearless Launching will be coming very soon. I, I encourage you to just, if you're not already on the fearlesslaunching.com interest list, get on the list. You'll find out first. So if you're not in the program, and the reason for that is because we will be going through the program several times throughout the 2015 and part of 2016, but my idea generally is to not have any new members, new live members. So stay tuned for that. Um, you know, it's basically all boils down to you knowing how you like to market, how you like to work. Do you have the resources to pull off a bigger launch that has a close? Can you get all those systems working? And and it's really just testing because I know people who have tried to do more of a non-closing launch 
and it didn't really work for them. That closing date helped people make their decision. However, there are other people who have plenty of strategies to keep that those sales flowing in on a consistent basis. They might build up to an initial launch, which gets that first buzz and gets those first people in the door. But after that, they have different things that they do every single month to bring in a consistent amount of sales. So think about your audience, think about their buying needs, think about what you are offering, when they might need it, or do they need it all the time? And think of some reasons you might want to set a closing date And then think of a few for staying open indefinitely because you might have a product, one product that is always available, but you also might have one product that's not available all the time, that's only available once a year, and you make that a special event. And I think doing a mix of things is definitely the way to go. However, only you can know that. And one other thing related to the closing and not closing and how you run your business and the not closing launches are kind of like the more evergreen ones, really. But that's a whole other conversation. So I just want to encourage you to think about how you want to be living in your life. Do you want to have that? Do you ever, are you ever able to take on that huge workload that a bigger, open and close date launch requires. Because I don't know about you, but for me as a mom, if I plan on doing the launches around May, it's at the end of the school year. There's so much going on in my daughter's school. I mean, I was there for two hours yesterday helping the kids make toys. And that is a priority for me. So knowing what my priorities are, either A, I need to choose a better time to do fearless launching Or I need to come up with a different way to launch the the bulk of my programs. So stay tuned to find out what I do, and and I'm I'll be sharing it all with you. Really, so I'd love to hear from you now. Go to the ansamoylove.com show notes. You'll find it if you just go to the front page. Click, you'll see it. Bam. And I want to hear what you have to say about this topic. You can also just email me if you want to at Anne at AnnSamoyLove.com. But I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you like to do. How do you like to run your launches? Do you like to just create something and then make it available forever? Do you like to open and close? Do you like to do sales? What do you like to do to, you know, give people those pushes to make their buying decisions and closing is one of them. So that is it for today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fearless Launching Show and I really look forward to hearing from you. If you're not subscribed already to this podcast and you just listened to it on the blog, head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave me a review. Leave me some love notes and some stars over there. I would love to hear from you, especially if you are a regular listener of the show. And I know you're out there because I sometimes hear from you, but I want to hear from you more often. So let me know what you think and let me know what I can, what I can share with you on upcoming episodes of this show. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.